0: Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash inner academy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
1: Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. In this podcast, Krishnadas shares his warm-hearted and down-to-earth path to the divine. If you are interested in supporting Krishnadas's podcast, please go to com slash KD. The thing about, they always say how, uh, they always, all, all the, major religions always talk about the preciousness of human birth. You know, between you and me, that takes a little bit of convincing. (laughs) Thank you. However, let's start at the beginning. Number one, we don't even know we're here. We're lost in our thoughts all the time. Thinking about shit, thinking about stuff, remembering the past, imagining about the future, reacting to stuff that's happening right now. We are not present in this moment officially. Of course we are, but we don't know we are. So we don't even know what it means to be alive. All we know what it means is to be reacting against pleasure and pain. We cling to the things that are pleasant. We push away the things that are unpleasant. That's our lives. And that's a very amoebic type of existence. You know, it's. Hardly human. There's a prayer by Shankaracharya, which uh, is on my first CD. Mr. Tewari used to sing it to me all the time, and he would just weep. And it's a prayer to the mother, and it's the it's called the the Devi Aparadaksama Panastotra. You like that? What it means is. That, begging the goddess for forgiveness. Begging the mother for forgiveness. And the line that repeats in every verse, O Ma, in this world, a bad son or child might be born, but never a bad mother. Now, if you knew my mother, (laughs) who was not bad, she was difficult. The point is, we don't understand what, this, what life is about. We go from meal to meal, from TV show to TV show, from work to home, from sleep to waking up, day after day, but we don't know what this is about. If we knew what this was about, we would feel extraordinary gratitude. That much I can tell you. Why? Because they say that as a human being we have the ability to reason. Not intellectually reason, but we have the ability to discern between and to make certain decisions. Whereas for the most part other forms of life Are locked into their innate nature. You think you want to be a god or a goddess? It's not, it's a lot of fun, but the problem is when you become, when you enter the heaven worlds, you are now living out the karmas that you created as a human being. For instance, you were very generous. You sacrificed, you did all these great things, you know, you, you, like, uh, and, and you, you, you fed millions of people, and you, you were very. So you were born as a god. And as a god or a divine being, you are now spending that karma. You're, you're, you're reaping the fruits of generosity, for instance. However, as a divine being, you don't get to make any more generous karmas. You just spend what you already created as a human. The human birth is where we create karmas. Positive, negative, good, bad, whatever you want to call them. This is where our actions create reactions. So here, is where we can create the possibility of becoming free of this unconscious reactive flow by choosing to look and see what this really is. Now is when you have an opportunity to make choices. Cats, when they see a mouse, they don't think about it. Gee, maybe i would be making bad karma to eat that. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Humans get a vote. Possibly. How much vote do you have? When I'm driving down the street and somebody cuts me off, there's not much vote there when I'm cursing that guy out. Right? But if I had been quieter inside then I might have had a little space in there before I pulled over and tried to run them off the road. This is what we're talking about. You get a chance to choose how to react and how to live and what to do and how to create, how to plant seeds that will bring the fruits that you want. And that's only in a human birth. That's what they say. Personally, I can't tell you for sure because I don't know. Everybody I've ever spoken to, who I believe knows what they're talking about, says the same thing. This is where we get a vote. Ramana Maharshi, was one of the greatest saints that ever lived, said, what's written is written. When you're born, he said, everything that's going to happen to you is written. That's a heavy one. But of course, he didn't say it's going to be bad which most of us think oh. no, it might be great. It might, you might know, become president of the United States, which would be bad. <laughs> However, um, he said that everything, when you're born, everything that's going to happen to you, boom, it's written. There's no slippage in the system. The one moment that you have a choice is now now right you walk outside somebody backed into your car you have a choice do you get the shotgun out of the back out of the, the trunk and go looking for the guy who hit your car or do you sit there and look at your car and get over it you have choice as what you do next because what you do every action every thought is actually a karma of course, there's a difference between thinking about killing somebody and actually killing somebody. There's a tremendous difference. But it's still a karma. Now if this doesn't seem clear to you, it's because it ain't clear to me either. You know, one thing I've learned is when you, when you really, when something is clear, it means you understand it. And when it's not clear, it means you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's the situation. I'm giving you things, I'm telling you things that I've heard from other people. Because obviously, I'm in this body just like you are, there's nothing special. I don't have any particular realization. I've just lived through a lot of shit just like you have. And I've met a lot of great beings, and they all say the same thing. They say that now, this human birth right now is where you get a chance to create your future. It's not like you push a button and turn into an angel with wings. But you have an opportunity to cultivate compassion and kindness and generosity and caring about other people and thinking about other people and not obsessing about ourselves all the time. If you think that flowers are going to grow, flowers of love are going to come from self-obsession, it ain't going to happen. It just there's no, It's a different seed you're planting. If you want compassion, if you want love, you know, there was that saint, that little-known saint who said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If we could do that much, our whole lives would be completely different. Every second of our lives would be different because it is not easy to do that. You're at work and somebody walks by and kind of gives you a nasty look. Your day is ruined. You go on and on. What's wrong with that? What did I do to them? Why are they looking at me like that? The fact that the guy's got a migraine. Never, never, you never think about that. We take everything personally as if we're the targets. And even if somebody shoots me, that doesn't mean I was the target. It's very complicated stuff. They may think I'm the target, but I'm a projection of their movie. Just like I look at you all, I see how you're dressed, how you sit. So I think I know who you are. I don't know who you are. Right? I don't. But I have an idea like I do. So I'm playing your part in my movie. My life. I'm looking at you, but I think I know who you are. So I'm imagining unconsciously that I know who you are. So I'm playing your part in my movie. And you're playing my part in your movie. You don't get that. Do you get that? And this is what we do every day. Every day, 24-7. Where is any joy and freedom and, and freedom from reactivity going to ever come from that? If we're constantly bouncing off our own projections and never... You know, when I was younger, I used to fall in love. Talk about projections. I fell in love. I was so much in love and the person was perfect and God forbid I actually got together with the person (laughs) nothing was more disillusioning than that now I fall in love and it's so great, it's so great but I stop there because I know, I don't know who that person is at all I'm in love with my own projection so I enjoy my own projection and then I go to sleep and hopefully in the morning it's gone and I saved myself a whole shitload of bullshit. <laughs> That's the joys of getting old. So, the preciousness of human birth is truly extraordinary because here we have an opportunity to overcome our so called animalistic reactive tendencies. I just saw a, a, a a video about an incredible Tibetan lama named Garchen Rinpoche who spent 20 years in Chinese prison in Tibet 20 years of torture and he says without any uh, he said with total sincerity it was the most important time of his life for realizing bringing into practice the teachings that he had gotten. We all want a nice, comfortable life. But you know what? Who's comfortable? Rich people are not comfortable. They're afraid of losing their money. Poor people are uncomfortable. They need money. We're not comfortable because hurricanes come and break your house. Anything can happen. There's no comfort. There's no security. The only security is developing... Entering into the presence in our own hearts. Period. That's it. I don't know. What can I say? You got to do it. If you don't do it, it ain't going to happen. Chanting is a very powerful practice. It doesn't seem necessarily like a very esoteric, high Deep practice, but it's a very powerful practice. The names of God are very, very, very powerful. And they carry a magnetism that moves us deeper into our own hearts and away from the level where we react blindly and and with knee-jerk reactions to everything around us. One of my dearest friends pulled the plug on his kidney machines, listening to my CD. All day long, I get emails from people. The only way I got through my divorce was your CDs. The only way I got through my chemotherapy was your CDs. I don't take that personally. What they're saying is they they felt the power of the name, of the chanting, and that allowed them to find some peace regardless of what was happening in the outside world okay ramdas had a stroke he's been in a wheelchair for over 12 years he says it's the best thing that ever happened to him one time i was talking to him about my problems and as i was leaving he said i i i wish for you a stroke <laughs> Unfortunately, I know what he means, you know? Because I'm so goddamn lazy. Unless something really bad happens, it's n- I'm not going to motivate myself to do the work. To do the work I have to do to be able to take my last breath in a good frame of mind. That's what it's about. It's so depressing. I <laughs> wish I could make everybody laugh. But the preciousness of human birth is, first of all, we don't even know we're alive. So the idea of a, a bad mother never being born, we don't even, uh, we don't realize how they say, you know what they say? It's really, they have some great, uh, what do they call it, images. They say there's a huge ocean and at the bottom of the ocean, there's a big turtle. And once, I'm probably messing this up, but roughly once every million years the turtle floats up to the surface and then goes right back down. Now there's a bird flying around with a silk scarf in its beak just flying aimlessly around the ocean for eternity. The the chances of that turtle biting the scarf that's, that's the chances of getting a human birth. That's what they say. And I have to tell you, they know what they're talking about. Really. That's the problem. There are people who actually know what this is all about. Believe it or not. And it behooves us to listen to those people. Because if we don't, we suffer, and nobody wants to suffer. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody you'll ever meet, the most miserable person you'll ever meet, the nastiest, vicious killer, wants to be happy. But their own actions. Look, look at George Bush, George W. Right? I hated him. Really, I just. Responsible for all those wars and sending the troops in there, and you know all these people killed, I just hated him. I forgot to turn my phone off <laughs> Maybe it's George <laughs> He likes to talk to me every once in a while. no it's not George so one day I happened to be watching television and I was clicking through the channels and I came through a news program and George W. had flown to Florida to have a meeting with, I think it was like a hundred of the first widows from the Iraq war, right? He was going to go meet them. The great president was going to go meet them and comfort them and dispense his blessings on them, right? Big deal. I I wanted to see this. He walked in that room, and he broke down, crying, piteously, weeping. How can you hate somebody like that? His own actions are creating suffering, not just for him, not just for others, but for himself, his own selfish, self-serving actions, serving the... The power elite and the banks and the industry and selling out the people and causing all this bullshit, being a pawn in their game, he's going to pay for that personally. But when I saw him crying, I didn't want him to pay for that. I wanted him to be freed from that guilt and from that suffering. So, who do you hate? Who are you going to hate? The worst motherfucker was once a little baby, a cute little baby. Shit happened and they turned into somebody who is creating karmas that are, that are ripping their own insides out. Who are you going to hate? We don't know what this is about. So let's get some humility about this and look at ourselves and try to find out why we hurt. And if we can figure that out, maybe we can start to help other people free themselves from their own pain. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't you like to do that? It's a natural feeling. I mean, okay, maybe not everybody. Like when I was at that Buddhist meditation course with Sharon, you know, where you have to offer loving kindness to people, you know. So the free you start off loving kindness to yourself, and obviously you don't feel anything. May I be happy, may I be safe, may I live at ease, okay, okay. And then they say, okay, now offer that to, your, to somebody in your life who's just always been on your side, you know, just loved it to death, right? So you start bringing that person to mind, may you be happy, may you be safe, and you're almost floating, right? Then they say, okay, now bring to mind somebody who's, who's just been a problem from you for day one. And they call it the enemy, you know? So you start bringing that person from mine. Mmm, mmm. We be happy. Mm, be safe. I finally got to the place, We may be happy, motherfucker, so you'll leave me alone. <laughs> that much I could do. But really, we're all in the same boat, you know? And the boat's going down. So, you got to do this stuff. You know, you got to find a way to kind of digest the experiences that each one of us have had that have broken our hearts. We have to find a way to digest that stuff and pass it through. Because otherwise it sits there. It sits there and it creates more sadness, more hurt, And it refuses to let us be happy. And nobody can do it for you. People can help you. Therapy, teachers, friends. Anything that gets you through the night of this life is a good thing. But it's all... The the strength to let go comes from practice. Okay? Okay? You can't think yourself out of a box, out of a prison that is made of thought. I'll say it again. You can't think yourself out of a prison that's made of thought. The thought itself is the prison. But we don't have the experiences beyond thought yet or below thought enough to really... Trust that. And the only way you get that is practice. Whatever that means to you, do it. That's what gives you the strength to move more deeply into your own being, where everything's perfectly cool, where we understand what it is to be a human being, to be a part of everything. You know, You've heard of the bodhisattvas. Bodhisattvas, they are great beings. And it's a, it, that particular word is from the Buddhist tradition, but it's not only about Buddhists. A bodhisattva is a being who's reached a level of freedom that he no longer needs to take a, a body, a physical body. He doesn't have to be here, he or she. does not have to be here anymore. There's no karmas causing incarnation into a physical body. I don't know if you understand that. Probably because I don't, but anyhow. But they also have cultivated compassion and caring and kindness and they understand that we're all interconnected and in fact we're all part of one body. So even though they no longer need to be here for themselves, they stay here so that we can see what's possible. So that we have the possibility of running into someone who can reveal to us what's actually possible. Otherwise, we don't know. But none of it's going to make any sense unless you do some practice. Period. Because it's the only way you get your own personal experience of these ultimate truths. They're not out there. They come from in here. So whatever it is, whatever practice you want to do, do it. Even doing the practice, even if it's not working, I've been doing it for almost four minutes and it is not working yet. (laughs) You know, just getting to the point where you can do some practice is such an amazing thing. I mean, think about it, huh? How many people in the world even think like this? They wake up, they go to school, they go to work, they come home, have some beer, watch some TV, go to sleep and do it again the next day, and then they're dead. With not one moment of being here, their whole lives. And they're not bad people. I'm not talking about bad people talking about us, our families. Right? So, anyway, that's the short story of why we do this.